yeah, I can hit record now. Okay, cool, cool. so I just hit record. Dang, I think I probably forgot how to upload, dude. <laughs> I haven't uploaded it so long, but it's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, back to the sales. Yeah, that just makes the job so much funner because it's like you, you, you're talking to somebody you care about, even if it's, I mean, I feel like it doesn't have to be sort of this lie you tell yourself, but like you're talking about someone you care about, even though you don't know them. And that just, that just opens doors, even in conversations. Like if you just see a stranger and you're like, you know what, I bet this person has something interesting to say, or like some interesting aspect to themselves. And you're just studying them for that one thing. And like, oh, what's that tattoo mean? Oh yeah, I, I climbed Mount Everest and I was naked. You're like, oh my God, no way, that's crazy. And that's like, yeah, but it's, once you go into it with the mindset of like this person, is like a valuable person or this person has something interesting to say then that's like what you find almost yeah it's it's a hundred percent right and like being a positive force is like not just something that's helpful for uh, whoever's on the other end of the line like i noticed like even today like today was just really really unproductive some days are just going to be like that even yeah. though you know i'm putting in as much work as i can but yeah. Uh, I realized like, okay, I'm getting discouraged. So I'm going to like, I'm going to try and force myself to be positive. So I'm just like, I'm not even talking to people. I'm just leaving voicemails, like talking to myself, energetic as hell. And like, eventually, like, I'm just like laughing at myself, like, damn, I'm getting pretty hyped up just like talking to no one. And like, before I know it, it's like, like, I'm, I'm not even like trying to be positive. I'm just like genuinely in a good mood and it sets me up, you know, next time someone actually picks up and I get on the on a conversation with someone, like it translates, you know, people can hear by the tone of your voice, you know, that you're excited to talk with them. And yeah, it's just one thing leads to another. It's, it's the best, be a positive force. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. I feel like that's a two-edged sword too. Like you, you have to, you have to be a positive force for yourself as well, because I think that's where it's sort of a little bit tricky. Um, when you're not feeling good and you have to sort of put on this act that you're feeling good, um, I think somewhere. I read that waitresses or flight attendants, actually, flight attendants have one of the highest rates of depression or something like that. And one of the reasons or speculations was because that they have to fake their emotions so much, like you're around and you always have to be cheery and happy and stuff. And that kind of like messes up your ideas like about emotions because you're like I'm like I'm smiling but I don't feel happy and yeah but I I do get what you're saying we can ask a question no I was just like it's just that's really interesting I've never heard that before and I guess it like kind of makes a lot of sense yeah yeah but 
I don't know either. I don't think it necessarily has to be true. Maybe if you go into it with a certain mindset, like you acknowledge that you're not feeling good and that that this is an act, or maybe you can even do some mental gymnastics and convince yourself, like, you know what, like I'm still gonna be positive for this person. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna just put my effort out there, you know, I'm still gonna make an effort to come across as positive and make this person's day better. And yeah, eventually this depression will pass. Yeah, I do think forcing it is bad. But like, like we were talking about earlier, like, like having fun with it, especially when you're like talking with people, you know, the majority of your day, it's, yeah. it's something that is like, it's so simple, like, okay, you're just making calls. But at the same time, it can get as like, uh, like as personal as you want. Like, I don't know how many times, like, uh, I just ask someone like, how are you doing today instead of moving on i just pause for a sec like oh why are you doing great oh because like i just had the best day ever with my grandkids or whatever and then it's like it's cool okay now we have this like uh different like level of comfort like like okay we're both human beings this isn't like some robo call where you're just yeah. like um uh, getting like spammed you know all day and that's that's why i think a lot of people are you know, kind of upset when they get called is that's what they expect. So you got to like diffuse that assumption as soon as possible. Yeah. I'd be curious to try that. That actually sounds pretty powerful. I'm just a little nervous using that in the situation that I'm in because it kind of seems like restaurant owners would be a little bit more rushed. So I don't know how that would come across if, because what I'm, my line of thinking is, is like they answer the call and then I'd be like, hey, like, hey, this is Jaime with Ford Kitchens. Like, how's your day so far? And if they say, oh, it's good or it's great or whatever, just be like, okay, uh, Stacy or whatever your name is, I'm going to ask a little bit of a weird question, but what's been the highlight of your day so far? And then they share that and just be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. I feel like that would be a nice vibe and a nice foot to start off on, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Buy that though. Like, uh, I think especially like you got to gauge however the person is reacting. Like sometimes I'll ask people like, how are they doing? And like, they don't even answer. They're just like, why are you calling me? It's mm. like, okay, well, you know, gotta, right. <laughs> gotta address that. You know, some people, yeah. So with the question like that, uh, definitely, I would say like, don't force it. Yeah. So if someone is, uh, you know, if they're in a good mood and they maybe sound like they want to share their day, then yeah, ask. But uh, I would say like lean towards uh, kind of whatever the reason is that you're calling, getting to that quicker, especially if people are, you know, rushed or short on time or most of the time you know people are just busy they're in the middle of something probably so they want to know like what is this about yeah yeah i was thinking of uh, i don't know i have two lines of lines of thinking on this I, i'm sort of thinking of opening my sales calls with like like hey uh opening 
Yeah, I'll open and try to get their name. If I don't have, this is assuming that I don't have their name. If I have their name, I'll open with their name. But if I don't have their name, I'll be like, hey, this is Jaime. What's your name again? And then they say their name. And be like, oh, hey, Stacy, this is Jaime with Ford Kitchens. Um, and then I, what I'm thinking is of jumping straight into sort of like building some sort of connection. So how it works is we call certain numbers in certain cities. So we call like the same city, all the leads through the same city. So I'll just look up that city, like see their weather or if something happened there. And I'll be like, well, like Stacy, those fire, like how are you feeling about those fires up there? Or like, it's been really cold up there. How are you, um, how you liking the cold weather? Or how are you liking the hot weather or whatever? And then sort of chit-chatting until so she's like, okay, so like, why did you call? Or what is this about? And I'll be like, yeah. And then I'll just, oh, and then I'm going to say, like, yeah, so all I need is two minutes to let you know why I called and then feel free to hang up on me. Does that sound good? And then just jump into my pitch. But I don't know yeah. if I should just jump straight into the two minutes or try and build the connection first. I don't know. I don't know as far as building the connection, but I think of like uh, with that two minutes, like framing it as like a um, like something you can't say no to. Like, yeah they're going to be at least a little curious and like who really doesn't have two minutes to spare. Yeah. People are busy, but they should have that time. So I think that's a really good uh, way to frame it, especially, you know, it's going to make people curious and they're going to want to know. And I bet you it's almost like calling their bluff. Like, Hey, like, give me a shot here. Yeah. Like wouldn't want to say yes to that. Um, the other thing I would say is just, um, it's it's easy to have like a plan and like want everything to go that way but first thing i'm going to tell you about sales is like you're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot so mm. like don't get discouraged just like it's a part of the process like yeah. uh, like even with all the stuff that uh like my supervisors and my bosses have uh taught me and told me and you know, recommended different things that I check out. It's like, at the end of the day, I'm learning the most from all the mistakes that I'm making, which like yeah. sucks, especially at the beginning. Cause it's like, oh, like I can't do anything right. But, you know, eventually you make that same mistake like five times in a row and then you're going to remember it. And then you're going to, you know, maybe not even do it right, but you'll do it a little bit better. And it's just going to keep on building and building and building. So I would say like, there's not really a learning curve. It's, it's more just about like time invested. So definitely like, just keep that in mind and stick with it. If you get discouraged a little. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that it is important to not get discouraged. And as far as I think I might take out the sort of weather piece and then leave that till just to cut off, cut out some fluff. Um, I think I'll just ask like, how are you doing instead? Just to keep it casual. But yeah, dude, you had any, have any interesting thoughts lately? Any interesting theories? come across you know, any interesting material little, yeah i talked a little earlier with you about like uh the difference between 
being pushy and being persistent so Uh like one of the things that i'm learning is like like people you know if you get them on the phone and they're busy like that's the one thing that you're gonna hear more than anything else is like oh i'm busy i don't have time and they're gonna say like like i don't have time and they want to hang up or like call me later or i'll call you and most of the time neither of those are you know something they want they just want to get out of that situation so but you know really trying to understand like where they're coming from and uh being persistent with it and not pushy is like the biggest thing ever i've gotten like so many calls lately where someone is like yeah like i can't talk right now i'm busy and then it's like i you just gotta push through it a little it's so easy to say oh okay like like call me whenever uh you get a chance whatever hang up and then nothing ever comes from it but if you just like push a little bit harder it's like okay like like yeah i'm busy like what do you got to say okay like maybe we can talk again in like two weeks or something and then i'm like well actually like let's get you in later today or let's talk later this week let's talk tomorrow let's talk later today and like doing it you know constructively kind of redirecting people to like where you want them to go is like huge so i've gotten so many uh calls where you know at the beginning they're like really adamant like like i i know what i want like like i know you want to try and talk me into this whatever whatever call me again in like six months and i'll be like six months like what the hell like you're not yeah. even gonna remember me in six months dude so yeah. and then by the end of it it's like okay i'm i'm calling this guy again later that day and he's going to expect it he knows when it is he's going to do a little bit of research on our company and he's going to be ready to go for this call and i'm at a point where i'm like confident okay this guy is gonna uh, do some research on us he's not just going to wait for me to dial him and be there to answer so just being a little bit more persistent is i would say um like the key especially when you get discouraged like i said it's so easy to just like hang up when someone's like, Oh yeah, I'm busy. Or maybe they're like a little rude or their tone of voice is bad at the beginning. And it's just like so much easier to give up. But like, I don't know the, the saying goes like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So yeah, even if like, just go a little bit further and maybe it makes them mad and maybe they hang up and get upset. But at the end of the day, like you won't know what's going to happen until you try. Yeah. How would you navigate? So, and let me know if this is putting you on the spot, but like if straight up, if you were talking to me and I was like, you know what, I'm busy coming back in six months. Like what would be typically your direct response to that? I would say like, I mean, I think it depends a lot on whatever product you're kind of uh, directing them to. But like, I would say um, something to like, like get their interest. Cause uh, you know, a lot of the time people say that cause they want to get out of the situation. Cause they, it's, it's almost like they're trying to be polite and say like, I don't want to talk to you. But like, in reality, it's also rude to just be like, Hey, call me in six months. And it's a blatant lie, but that's beside the point. But uh People, I would say people that do that, I kind of try to 
um, refocus them and say like a one one line like blob of like how this could be valuable for them. So one of the things I say is like like some uh, statistic for our company, and then they're like, oh, that's like, huh, that's kind of crazy. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. This is what we do. This is what. Uh, this is all the information I can give you, yada, yada, yada. And just open them up to that, like diffuse it right away. The other, and right away is like so important. The other thing that I've noticed, and this is going to be hard to fight, especially at the beginning, but if someone has some sort of objection, like I don't have time for this right now, like they're either going to hang up or they're going to like wait for your response. And if you take like three seconds to, to think of something like you already lost. That's, that's one like weird thing I'm realizing too. Just mm. Yeah, I think you could flip it as opposed to like a question because I'm pretty sure we're psychologically wired to answer questions. So if it was like, like you call someone and they're like, hey, and I go, oh, I'm busy. Or, I'm not into, like, I'm busy right now. I can't talk. And uh, how, how would how would you because I feel like it'd be best to ask a question that would get their yeah. interest so here let me sh let me touch base here so what I would like say and and this is like it sounds rude but I would like basically totally ignore what they say if they're like yeah. busy then I what I say usually is like well actually well let me ask you a question well and yeah with that uh kind of diffusing tone and you know they said they don't want to talk, but I'm asking them a question to get them to talk. So in that sense, I'm like kind of ignoring them. But yeah, you know, usually it works and people, like you said, uh, are wired to answer questions. So like instinctively, it's uh, they'll just answer it and then I'll have a follow up question and then they'll answer that, too. And then it's just, you know, foot in the door and one thing builds on top of the other. And before you know it, it's like a genuine conversation. I'm not just pulling teeth now. Now they're talking because they want to talk. Yeah, I feel like for your company, it'd be like, like if someone's like, I'm not interested. And it could be like, oh, okay, well, real quick, would you be interested in getting like, I don't know, some amount of money? Like, would you be interested in trading $50,000, like getting $50,000 a month or something like that? You're like, well, what? What are you talking about? It's like, oh yeah, I was just, I was just gonna tell you about like 33% of our customers, on average, after they go through our program, they get around fifty thousand dollars a month from day trading. Um, would that interest would that interest you at all? Have you ever thought about day trading? Um, you'd be like, oh, I don't, I actually haven't thought about day trading. Yeah, something like that. The one thing though that's funny is like we can't like legally, uh, do uh, anything that like promises uh like dollar amounts or uh implies that people will make money but oh, that's gotta be tough yeah i mean it's not that bad because you know what we do is uh give people educational resources so they can you know learn this material and make decisions for themselves so it's like it's like how you frame it it's like oh well now it's it's not that we can't promise you money it's we're going to teach you how to get there yourself you know, yeah. it's, it's a little worse, but the way that you phrase it, you know, it almost sounds better. You're going to do it for yourself. 
isn't that isn't that better like you just want to agree with that yeah like like are you curious in learning how to like trade stocks or are you interested in learning all the secrets to day trading or are you yeah i feel like that'd be yeah and that um, could be worked around and like like you said earlier like with uh, uh do you have like two to three minutes to let me explain this or whatever like when you frame it as this like you know uh question that people can't say no to yeah it's like it's it could be an opportunity it's like the like a fear of missing out you know you get people curious it's you present it in a way that it's like okay maybe it's beneficial to me i have two or three minutes it's like you set them up in every way to say yes and then you know it doesn't really matter if you you know they're not going to time you to see if you stayed in your two or three minutes like once you get them to say yes then you just continue from there yeah do you think this would be a cool do you think this would be a good opening this just popped in my head so if somebody like you do the greeting or whatever ring 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 hello um like hey this is Jaime with Ford Kitchens all I need is two minutes of your time do you think it's impossible for us to talk for a couple minutes so it's sort of like I would say like try and keep things as short as possible like two or three minutes and then do you think it's possible like like that's a little redundant I would say so just like keep it as short as possible I mean maybe I should emphasize because what I was going to say is like like hey this is Jaime with Ford Kitchens. Um, all I need is two minutes to let you know why I called. Is it impossible for us to talk for a couple minutes? And I like I think that would be a good question to set up because it's like, well, obviously not. It's like obviously we can talk for a couple minutes. So then it sets up their mindset to like, well, yeah, we can talk for a couple minutes, or just say like, like no, it's not impossible or something. I think it's good in the sense like like I was talking about earlier. It's like. Uh, give them an offer they can't refuse. But the one thing that I would uh, like critique is these uh, yes or no questions. I would say you want to make it an open-ended question. You know, it's, it's too easy for people to say like, no, okay, then like, goodbye, hang up. No, I don't want to, no, whatever. No, I don't have time. But if you make it a question, like they actually have to, you know, put a little bit more thought into, then like maybe they're going to like pause. They don't know exactly what to say right away. And then there's like that weird silence and like naturally people feel the need to fill it. So they're going to say something just to um, answer your question. Maybe not necessarily because they like even want to, I guess. So what do you think like for the for the first one starting off what do you think like would be a good opening question to ask so just straight from the straight from the 2 minutes so like hey um all I need is 2 minutes to let you know why I called and then like what do you think would be a good question like open question I don't know some like some question that would form some sort of value proposition like Like, do you feel like, I don't even know much about uh, your company, but like, do you feel like you could improve this or how would you feel if you could do this better? Is that's a good 
Okay, I get I get that. I dig that. Yeah, okay. To just be like, hey, like, this is it sounds like it's like it sounds like a like an innocent question, but it's really calculated, you know? Cause yeah. how would you feel if you could do this better? It's like who's gonna say who in the world is gonna say that they don't want to do whatever it is better? Nobody likes doing things worse. So you know, you're really like kind of controlling what their answer is going to be. And it's going to be a positive answer, you know, because they want to improve and they're going to admit that. And like, if they, if they don't admit it, then like, I don't even like, that's just a lost cause. Like you don't need to fuck dude. This is the wrong answer, bro. But yeah, it's how would you feel if you could improve X or if you could do X better? then people are always going to want to like jump to that. Yeah. Like I would, I would feel good about that. You know, maybe they start talking about, yeah, like I want that, but this is my like problem right now. And now you have a bit of information. This problem is now an opportunity for you to kind of like alleviate that pain. So it's definitely like, and making it conversational, you know, it's, it sounds like such an innocent question, but the reality is, is if you're asking that to like, like everybody you get on the phone with, I'd say like 90% of the people are going to have like similar answers. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually a really good, um, that's a really good suggestion. I think I could, so somebody, somebody called for the next part, because what our uh, company does is it increases deliveries for restaurants by creating like, and this is going to be a little bit complicated, but we create a digital delivery only restaurant brand. It's called a virtual restaurant. Um, and I can explain that if you'd like, but we don't, I don't think we really need to for the sake of the story. Yeah, I, I actually remember now I, I, I did a little bit of research on them. So I oh, got really? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Like, I could nerd out about that shit, but we don't need to go there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, when you frame it like that, especially, like, uh, like, how would you feel if you could do this better? It's, like, not only are they answering your question, they're doing it in a positive way, and they're, like, tying their answer to a an emotion, and a positive emotion. And then yeah. you just, like, follow that up really easily with, like, a... Like, what if I told you we could help you do X or, or if they are like, yeah, I really wish we could do this, but like, I don't, I'm having a problem with this. Then, oh, well, what if I told you we could help you with that, with why? And taking that kind of um, like helpful approach rather than like a, like the idea, you know, of people that they have of a salesperson yeah yeah so just just to like give a concrete example what i was thinking of doing doing with that because the we increase the restaurants deliveries and so i'd be like hey this is jaime with ford kitchens all i need is two minutes to let you know why i called and then you can let me go all right ah uh, yeah I mean, this is what I would ask directly after because I think it's better to like, and then you can let me go, all right? Okay, all right. All right, so Stacy, how would you feel 
if you if we could or not guarantee how would you feel if we could get you 30 more deliveries a day how yeah how would you feel if we could get you 30 more deliveries a day and then yada 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 blah 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 their main thing what i hear them pitch a lot is like can you how can your kitchen handle 30 more deliveries to sort of like get the prospect to qualify themselves and i don't know if it really implies or like gives any positive emotion or sees them having 30 more deliveries but i could see it doing that um yeah which one do you think is better so like so run me a little bit run me through a little bit more on like what is the purpose of this like 30 deliveries is that like the selling point yeah so yeah our selling point is pretty much just getting restaurants more deliveries with less hassle so it's just it's getting restaurants more customers so i would say something like like do you have do you have a plan you know if you get like a bunch of deliveries in whatever you know short amount of time if you guys can help them make that more efficient i would say like do you have a plan for if this happens and then if they're like huh like no i don't know how i would really handle it if we got a bunch of orders like that all at once then you're like okay well i think that you can you know benefit from this yeah and then one other thing uh, with uh, what you said, again, back to the, like, if I could have two or three minutes, like that is such a, like, a, I think that's a, a tough statement because it's so dependent on your tone of voice. So if you say like, give me, give me two or three minutes, you know, it can, that can sound desperate, but if you're like, yeah. give me two or three minutes and I can show you exactly how we're going to help you, you know, then it's like, okay. Like, what's this guy talking about? So I would caution you a little bit with statements like that because it can be, um, yeah, sounding a little desperate, which is not going to be what you want to do. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe it sounds more confident. Instead of like, hey, I just need two or three minutes to be more like, all I need is two or three minutes to let you know why this is going to, save your marriage <laughs> and <laughs> i would be even more direct like hey give me two or three minutes i'm gonna like make this worth oh. your time and like like honestly don't even like they're gonna be like what is he talking about they're gonna be curious and i would say like don't even wait for a response give me two or three minutes and then you jump right into your two or three minutes i don't know that sounds that sounds like it would you know catch my attention but with whatever you want to say following that, I would say like, make sure you're not, if you're doing, if you're the one doing all the talking, then you're doing something wrong. So make sure yeah. you know, you're still asking those questions to get people to, you know, open up. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's dude, it's trial and error. Like, like if I were you, I would just like, like accept like right now, it's just going to be a disaster. Like, I don't know, first day, first week, you're going to be in positions that are unfamiliar and they're going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to be like those, uh, like, like cringy moments. You're going to say stuff and be like, why did I say that? And you're going to wish you could take it back and you can't. So just like accept it right now. 
because otherwise you're just going to get hung up on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it, dude. I'm ready to fucking fall on my face and cry okay. myself to sleep. <laughs> I need some hair on my chest. But, thing with that, I would say is like, if you ever do feel like you're like dwelling on something, like maybe you just say something so stupid and you're like, damn, why did I say that? Like, like, don't even entertain the thought. Don't ask yourself why. Just like pick up the phone, call somebody again. And once you're on the phone with somebody else, you know, you're going to forget. Don't give yourself time to entertain that thought. Unless you say the same thing to the next person. <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It happens, yeah. man. I feel like your other advice, what your advice, what you said earlier, would be good. To sort of just laugh about it. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a dumbass thing that I said. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, and it, it is really just how you how you frame things, you know? You're going to say stupid stuff. You can laugh about it. You're going to get people that are rude and don't want to talk to you. And you can laugh at that, too. Like, and I don't know. I just think we just have so much power in how we handle situations. You know, we can't really control how that person is going to interact with us, but we can control how we kind of react to that. And, you know, being positive is something that is like so overlooked, especially like, like I think about it really logically, which is a weird way to think about like, uh, like positivity and, you know, versus like being pessimistic, but like net sum of being positive is always positive. You know, if you're going out there trying to bring a smile to people's faces, like nobody loses. It's just like dubs all around. If you're negative, you know, you can, you're going to make your day worse. You're going to make other people's day worse. But if you're being positive and someone meet, matches that with negativity, like at the end of the day, like you're still putting out good energy and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting point that you bring up about the net sum positive of positive is positive. <laughs> Don't even know what I just said, but that reminds me of stoicism because that's kind of the vibe I get from Marcus Aurelius is where he's kind of like, like, fuck it. All there is is a virtuous life. Like, it, there's, you can't go, it's impossible to go wrong with a virtuous life because if you succeed in a virtuous life, then, like, the more power to you. You lived a virtuous life. And if you fail at a virtuous life, like, well, not even that. You can't even really fail. There's not any metrics to fail unless, exactly. like, you don't have your actions. You always net positive. Like, no matter what happens, you know, if people are having a bad day and they want to crap on you, if you're putting positive energy out there, it's always going to add up to a positive number, which is like how I just think about it logically. You can't lose if you're being positive. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually have like a totally off topic question. Yeah, um, what's that? What's that painting like on the left side of your head, the other side? No, like the thing on your wall with the. It looks like a marker is attached to it. Is that like a whiteboard? Oh yeah, that's a whiteboard. Oh okay. Yeah. I can tell. It looks like you're practicing shading on there or something like that. Cause like of all the splotches and stuff, at least from my screen. It no, looks like, like... It's just like a, just a calendar. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny though. Yeah, it's really just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with some circles, nothing fancy. <laughs> no, I got you. Dude, that Google Calendar, Google Calendar is fucking awesome. Do you use Google Calendar? Yeah. It's, it's so fucking awesome. Like, if I didn't have Google, if I didn't have Praxis, like, to go circle, full circle back on a Praxis, dude, I would be fucked. My time management is so ass in my task management, but, like, learning about Trello and using Google Calendar, that makes my life, like, mm. so much easier. Yeah, dude, actually, that's a huge thing um, that I would kind of uh, caution you about, too as you go into making calls, like, I think uh, for me, at least I was like kind of focused on, you know, the talking aspect, you know, when I'm on the phone, getting uh, the words that I want to say, getting them down pat, but really like keeping yourself organized is such a huge thing. Like every day before I even start picking up the phones, I like write down all my appointments on paper so I can just see them in front of me the whole day. Like I can't forget about them. And then I have I have them on my calendar too, but, mm -hmm. you know, just setting yourself up for success organizationally is, is a huge thing. You know, it's not all about the, the calling aspects. There's a lot of, uh, kind of, um, background work that has to be done to make it complete. Yeah. Does your CRM, the CRM that you use, does it link to your Google Calendar? It doesn't, no. Oh, okay. I'm kind of glad, though, because otherwise, like, my Google Calendar would just, like, totally filled up all the time. And what, it's, it's just, like, interesting how it works. Like, we have a lot of appointments, and then, like, um, I would say most of them probably end up getting rescheduled. So it's mm -hmm. like, if I looked at it at a glance, it's like, I have stuff to do all day. But in reality, it's probably like, not even, it's like a third, maybe. Mm. So I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to see that on my calendar. But yeah, it's, it is definitely though helpful. But I don't know, I'm just like such a fan of like writing stuff down, like pen and paper yeah see like I'm, I'm like i mean i guess i'm kind of a fan of that but i just i can't stay organized like it, i like pen and paper because it's so accessible like if i'm if we're talking right now i don't have to like be on my computer and type and stuff up i can just jot down notes but then like my notes are so mixed together that i'm like fuck it i don't even want to look at them <laughs> and then i don't i forget <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because like I'm the same way which is like why I use both like like okay all my 
stuff on my computer like keeps me in check you know that's how yes. I'm actually organized but you know pen and paper and this like kind of sporadic note taking is like how my brain works so that's why I yeah. have that and then I just like like take the information I write down and I type it in later in a much more concise way but you know if you like I wish I could like show you my notebook right now like the, the shit that I write down when I'm on the phone is like ridiculous and we I, in the notebook like there's like nice little lines that we can write in and I just write all over the place and like across different lines um and it's just like insane and then I just put a box around everything so there's just like a box, like random ass boxes and words everywhere. And it makes zero sense. But like, to me, it's like, okay, this is organized. Like that's how my brain works. So definitely like whatever works for you, run with it. Don't, don't feel like you have to do one thing. Do you feel like that helps you memorize it? Or do you like think it's easy to go back to? Cause I could definitely see that being beneficial, even like, shitty ass notes that don't even make sense at all like even that are not boxed if you just write it down then you're probably more likely to remember it just because you're interacting with the information more but exactly. if you like do you think it's easy to go back to like if you're like oh david's information like right here or do you think it's more for like memorization purposes um i would say it, it definitely helps a little bit with both but i would say the main purpose is to it's kind of like a brain dump, you know, yeah. it's like, I just get all my thoughts on paper and then, um, then I type them up and that's what I'm going to look back at. You know, I'm never looking back in my notes for like, Oh, what did I talk with this person about? Cause it's a total mess, but you know, in the moment when I'm on the phone, it's way easier to just write out whatever I'm thinking than have to type it and get it organized and compact and in a way that I'm going to be able to go back later and know exactly what was going on. So yeah, it's, it's like a two-step process. I don't know necessarily, like maybe this isn't the most efficient way. Maybe I'll change this in like a month, but for right now, like this is what works for me and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I think that's worth a shot. Cause I feel like, at least in terms of organization, we're in the same place. Um, so I think uh, that's definitely worth a shot, writing things down and writing things down immediately and then transferring them over to like digital format once you have time. Yeah, exactly. Like my notebook is a mess, like I said. I'll just write like as much as possible because you never know what you're going to want at the end of the day, what you're going to wish that you wrote down so I just write as much as possible and then I put it in the CRM and I just cut out the bits that I don't need yeah but what about like as far as so uh, before I touch on that do you have anything else to say about sales or uh, yeah sales how about themselves? <laughs> um, no, I think I'm good. If you got like had any interesting, come across any interesting theories or philosophies relating to like, like anything, any um, outside interesting topics. 
I don't think so, actually. I don't know, dude. My creative juices are just, like, not flowing lately. Usually, I'll have, like, like random-ass crazy ideas, like, mm-hmm. in abundance every day. And, or maybe I just, like, forget them. I don't know. But lately, I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm a little bit more content. So, I guess that's good. I feel yeah. like when, you're, when your brain is racing and you're, like, thinking about things, at, at least for me, like it's it stems from this like need to like find some answer to some question so in a sense I think that like me not having questions is almost a good thing because I'm just like a little bit more content I appreciate you know just the air I'm breathing just a little bit more it's it looks outside I look outside in the morning it feels like it's just a little bit brighter so that's what I would say just like contentment is nice See, that's fucking funny because you're saying that like, like, no, I haven't had any interesting fucking theories or philosophies. And you're like, well, actually, the reason I haven't had any interesting theories or philosophies is because of deep psychological need to find the stimulation and answer things. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works, dude. (laughs) Yeah, but that that is pretty interesting. I think uh, like... I'm kind of noticing the same thing in terms of like interacting with people um, doing these sales things because I just get drained, dude. Like, I don't know if I'm an introvert or sometimes I get kind of nervous around people, but I just get drained. And it could be from either of those things, like from having to deal with the nerves or from being an introvert. I don't fucking know. But like, I, I after talking with people, I feel drained and like doing this sales job, like we have to interact with each other, even just interacting with each other. We've had to do group sessions and I'm always in communication with people. And then towards the end of the day, I'm just like, like, who gives a fuck what I say? You know, like, like I'm just too tired to even care what people think anymore. So then it just makes the nerve, like it makes it less frictionless to communicate with people. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I've experienced that. Like, and yeah, I don't know if it is maybe just cause you're introverted or, or what, but like, I feel like more comfortable when I get talking with somebody. Mm. It's, it's like energizing for me. Like yeah. uh, when people ask me about like, what is, what is it like, you know, calling people uh, all day? What is that like? You know, a lot of the time I tell people, it's like fishing, like, and honestly, yeah. God, like, I, I hate fishing because I'm not patient enough for it. But like somehow sales is like fishing. It's just fun. Like you're kind of just waiting around to, to get somebody on the hook, you know? Yeah. And, and once you do, like, it's so fun. It's so fun, man. I Dude, love that's, it. that's such a fucking apt analogy. Like that's a a beautiful analogy for sales because it's like everything aligns. So, so you're fishing with people like you, the act of fishing represents like cold calling and then the hook, like the type of hook that you have represents like maybe your pitch or some shit. And then the bait that you use represents like, like what pain point you're targeting or what desire you're targeting. That's a fucking beautiful analogy i'm gonna start thinking about it like that yeah so it's like fishing 
and I suck at fishing. So hopefully that doesn't translate. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, that's, that's what's interesting too, is like, I, I would go like fishing with my grandpa when I was younger and uh, he's like the most patient guy ever. And I'm like, I was like a, a kid for one also like ADD is shit. Like I could not fish like for my life. I just couldn't sit in one place that long and it yeah. drove me nuts. So in, in a lot of ways, like I get you, like I sucked at fishing, but this is, I don't know what makes it different. Just, I guess like, you know, that it's going to go somewhere. I would say like, eventually it's going to, it's going to translate into something um, like law of attraction, even though I don't really like buy into that. It's kind of like the best sort of example I would have for this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that the analogy maybe goes this far, but even as far as fishing, because there's, I don't know what the fishing is called when you cast a line and then you wait, but there's like fly fishing where you just sit there like constantly moving, constantly looking, where it's more stimulating. Um, I could that see that being the same thing with sales. I think maybe that translates into the different positions because like for an SDR or like a lead development representative you probably got to be like ring 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 all fucking day but if you're like inbound sales then it's just like oh hey what's up hey how's it going you're just fly fishing at that point yeah you know that's a that's a good point because that's a hundred percent what it is that's the difference is you know when you're fishing it's it's you know whichever type of way fly fishing or normal there's still that level of patience but it changes so quickly that you don't really have the time to like get bored with it, I guess. So yeah. I don't know, like in a, in a lot of ways, it is kind of like repetitive and mundane, but also like it's fun as hell when you get someone on the line. Like I said, it's just fun, dude. It's exhilarating. I can't like my favorite thing. It's like, um, like I think of, about like life and like, basically everything uh relatively or like yin and yang so i think when i have like a whole hour where i go and i don't get anybody to pick up mm -hmm. and then someone finally picks up that like one pickup feels better than if i got like five in a row you know yeah. later so it's it's just like a really rewarding feeling and it's like a rush like i'll be like like talking to people like getting tired, you know, obviously when I'm on the phone, okay, like I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm energetic. And then I hang up and it's like, uh, like this stinks, you know, like call 100. And then someone picks up and it like, it like shocks me awake. I'm like, oh, like shit, I got someone on the line. I gotta like, you know, put my game face on in like, in a second, I gotta be ready to go. And it's just fun, dude. Yeah. That sounds interesting. They say that's, um, man, I'm totally taking this in a weird fucking direction. But with war, like a lot of veterans get addicted to war to the point where they want to go back. And mm -hmm. 
one of the big things with that is because it's such a it's such a roller coaster because there's like extreme boredom and then there's like crazy heights of adrenaline and action and then extreme boredom and i think like i mean it's sales kind of like that but to like not as much of a degree i I totally get it it's kind of like out there but i see how you know i see what you're doing i can connect the dots i think it's a good point but yeah and i don't know it almost sounds like unhealthy when you put it that way but well i think it's it's almost better suited for I, I'm like I would say human nature to a certain degree but maybe not for everybody but it sort of seems like human beings generally are like more and I, I think this I hope this is fact I heard this somewhere but like we're more predators than we are prey like we're, we're more of a predator than we are so sort of this like relaxed person like we've been hunter gatherers for like this huge passage of time and that that's what that was that was extreme lows and extreme highs like you'd be wandering for days without shit and then you found food or you caught an animal like oh fuck yeah versus like working a farm where you just wake up in the same place every single day do the same shit and like have this security which is false as fuck about like you know what like i'll have all these crops by the end of the year so i'm good i just got to settle here um so i think sort of pursuing that like it's almost like expending all this energy in this burst and then resting for a while and then like sprinting then resting sprinting and then resting. yeah 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 dude that's so interesting i don't know maybe it is biological but also like i'm just thinking um Like sometimes I talk to people and the idea of sales like is just something that they can't comprehend. It just makes them so nervous, especially when like I I tell people like eventually, you know, I want to be able to work entirely on commission. And some people hear that and they're like, like, how, how, how do you want that? Like, that's so unstable. Like, why would you ever do that to yourself? And for me, it's like, it's like this, um, like uh, sink or swim, or what's the, I don't know. There's some other phrase I heard the other day, like, um, yeah, whatever, sink or swim, we'll just run with that. And it's like this do or die moment. And it's like naturally alluring to me, but then other people find it like this impossibly uncomfortable situation. I don't even think that. I don't even think that's true, though. I think that, like, the mentality that you have is safer than getting a steady job. Because it's like, if, if you're the predator, if you're the hunter, like, you just work off, off of commissions, you know how to fucking work people, you know how to talk to people, you could, you could, anything, you know, you could, that's why entrepreneurs and I think is like such a desirable quality to have nowadays because you can, you can, it's just so adaptable. Like, like you're like, okay, I got fired from, or I didn't get any sales doing this. I'll just be, go, go be a car salesman or I'll be a real estate agent or I'll be, I'll do something. It's just, it makes you more adaptable. You build the skills instead of like having the house. Yeah. It's like, if someone like now it's like, 
if I was to go live out in the wilderness and like, you know what, I'm going to build survival skills and know how to build a fire and forge food and shit like that. I'm like, oh my God, that's so dangerous. But then it's like, if you get kicked out of your house or you get stranded or something like that, then you're fucked. Like I can live in a house. I still know how to forge for food, but it's not that hard to sleep in a house. And I think that's the same thing. Like, like you could, even if you work commissions, you could still go back, you know, I'm sure and find any sales job in like a secure position but exactly. like you I'm, can also shoot for the stars yeah it's it's really weird like it sounds like you know naturally it sounds like something people would be uncomfortable with but like you just said you know it's almost safer it's just it, like more uncomfortable which is i think the the reason people kind of have that resistance is it's uh, dependent on the situation, it's more volatile and unstable, you know, every day is going to be different versus, you know, if you're working a normal job, you know, it's consistent, you get paid this for this amount of hours, or whatever. And that's, in a lot of ways, it's um, safer in the sense that it's predictable. So I think there's like, different definitions of safety that people have and like what obviously makes them in particular comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is that, is that disparity. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you have any last thoughts or anything like that, I hate to close this off. I love talking to you, but I still got some stuff I got to catch up on for starting calls tomorrow so yeah. yeah i think that's a wrap i think we ended on a good note okay all right thank you for listening everybody even though we had no regard for you throughout the whole <laughs> podcast <laughs>